رادیو رومی Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Radio Rumi. This is the continuation of our conversation about Rumi and God. In those earlier comments, I tried to share with you that there are multiple ways in which Rumi refers to God. Some of them are Quranic phrases, Some of them are very poetic ways of thinking about God and talking about God. And altogether, basically, I refer to his interaction with this concept as something in which your doing, your movement, your attempts to open the door into this source of holiness, into this force of goodness is very crucial. In other words, you cannot sit passively, expect that to happen to you, although it is as pervasive as the sunlight on earth. In other words, it does have the generosity of falling on you, but it is you who decides how many layers I'm going to be wearing, or am I going to take the layers off, and let the sun to touch my bare skin. We ended with this image of sunlight on our skin, and in fact, I promised that we will talk about what he really means by this, because sunlight could mean many things. It's warm, it's bright, it's everywhere. It can even burn you. But what he's talking about is the context in which actually he talks about the sun of God, of holiness being spread in the world, is the context of giving or sadare. And as he talks to people around him about how important it is that they give, that they don't keep things all for themselves, all afraid they will lose them. He compares those belongings, those concerns, that sense of holding onto things with clothes, layers of clothing that cover our skin and prevent us from sensing and experiencing the brightness and the warmth of the sun. I also ended that episode by saying somehow it's difficult to take in and taste and come to terms with the way Rumi presents God as this pervasive force of goodness, not this person who's shaking his or her fingers at us, is precisely because that's the way we do imagine God. God is this powerful being sitting up there, telling us basically what to do and what not to do, sometimes rescue us from difficult situations, comfort us when we are in trouble, also punish us when we have done 
something wrong. I am trying to tell you in this episode that this is not the way God is reflected in Rumi's poetry. The way God appears in his writings, as the examples of the previous episode also showed, is this force of goodness, is this transforming energy around us. But it is very important that we allow this energy to work on us, that we allow this ray of the sun to touch our skin. And also, in the last episode, I said that very often in Rumi's poetry, God and his or her holiness or its holiness is a process. That is why so many mystics within the Islamic tradition that I'm familiar with in Persian, Arabic, and Turkish, they use the metaphor of traveling for any journey towards goodness, towards holiness, towards inner truth. Because a journey doesn't begin and end in one instant. You need the way, you need a tool to help you travel, you need a beginning, you need to think of an end, you need to think about how fast you want to go, you need to think about what you must have in order to survive, food and other needs. So in the same way that that journey is a process, God is also a process. For Rumi, it usually begins with sitting at a doorway, acknowledging that there is a doorway that opens into another way of understanding. This is something he says all the time. Go and sit at the threshold of your heart. So you have to identify an opening. And remember in the previous episode, we talked about the fact that he said everything, even the smallest object in your life, has an opening, has a doorway, has a little gate. You have to open that in order to see its inner meaning. In the same way, you have to sit at the doorway to your heart. Now, here it is, a beautiful ghazal where he starts with the first stage, coming and sitting at the threshold of the beloved. Binshastam man بنشستم من بردرت تا بو که برجو شد وفا باشد که بکشاوی دری گویی برخی زندرا I am sitting at your threshold at the doorway to your house What am I hoping for? That a spring will open from which a sense of وفا a sense of appreciation and loyalty and understanding of this place in which I'm sitting would come forth, would gush forth, like because he uses the word then to gush forth, which is something that the spring does. Water gushes forth from it. I'm sitting at your doorway hoping that loyalty and appreciation will gush forth, and then I'm hoping that you will open the door and say, come on in. 
در بوی مشک و انبرت ای صد هزاران مرحمت بر روی خوبت دای ما Sitting alone is not enough You have to be really there You know how if you are in a classroom or trying to learn something you cannot do it if for one instant your thought goes somewhere else He says this is as important You have to be there And he uses the expression, غرغست, I'm drowned. غرغست, جانم. My whole soul is drowned. بردرت, in this threshold of yours. غرغست, جانم, بردرت, در بوی مشک و انبرت. My whole soul is covered, smeared with, drowned in what emanates from your threshold. In the scent of musk and ambergris. These were the expensive and important and hard to find perfumes of the time. Musk and ambergris. So I am covered and swimming in this beautiful scent of your musk and ambergris. Aisat hazaran marhamat baruya khubat dawyama. Oh, you whose beautiful face just emanates kindness, marhamat, and there is no stop to it, there's no end to it. So, he's saying, this is the first stage. I'm here, I'm sitting at your threshold, I'm totally drowned in this desire to open up to you and to what you have to give me. امروز ما مهمان تو مست رخ خندان تو چون نام رویت میبرم دل میرود و لحظه جا Now you have to go beyond just sensing the scent or looking but starting with looking and getting closer امروز ما مهمان تو Today, I am your guest. Master I'm intoxicated with the smile that emanates from your face. It's just enough for me to mention your name and my heart loses itself. That is an expression in, in Persian. As dast raftan, as ja raftan is to lose yourself in something. کوبام غیر بام تو کونام غیر نام تو کوجام غیر جام تو ای ساقی شیرین ادا Now begins to talk to this beloved First coming, sitting, being engulfed in it, looking at it, enjoying the beauty, now talking to it Where is another house like this, another rooftop like this? Where is a name like yours? Where is a glass of wine that compares or competes with yours? Now this is an amazing verse because he's sitting there is focused, he's enjoying all of that. And then he says, what am I looking for? 
Ezendejan, one whose soul is alive, a kindred soul, one who hasn't given to sadness, one who has not decided to sit in a corner and give up on everything, the one who runs after others with lively inner worlds, with a heart that is alive. If I find one with a kindred soul, I am going to just hold on to it. I wish it would show its face to me, even if it were in a dream. And now, all of these early stages begin to bear fruit. What is the fruit of all this? Getting up and moving onwards. Moving through this threshold that has opened up. آن کس که بیند روی تو مجنون نگردد کو به کو سنگ و کلوخی باشد و او را چرا خواهم بلا The one who sees all this beauty The one who sees your face And does not become a majnun, a lover Who just runs from neighborhood to neighborhood Because has lost its bearing The one who doesn't go through that Is a piece of stone so the person who doesn't come to life and doesn't begin moving is missing that inner life. رنج و بلا ایزین بتر کس تو بود جان بی خبر ای شاه و سلطان بشر لا تو به نفسن بالاما. This line has a piece of Arabic in it. But he does that too. He uses a technique which people call macaronic or macaronics and that is when poets choose to tie together different languages words of different languages and very often these different languages have different cultural and spiritual or depending on what the poem is about specific connotations for him of course and for his listeners who are mostly persian speakers of muslim origin arabic language is the language of Quran. So he switches to that and he says, is there a sadness and a suffering more than being unaware of you, of this force of goodness, of the sunlight that fills the world? Oh, my king, oh, the king of everyone, do not let anybody stay blind or suffer from blindness. So this is a prayer. May nobody be blind to this amazing light that fills the world. And what happens when you see it? You get moving. John Hall to say low be Ravan to saw John as Oshno Yanman Kate Boba Geshte Oshano. John Hall to say low be Ravan Lives so turn into floods, waves of water, breaking the gates until they get themselves 
to that sea of the souls. So they got going, they went through their threshold, now they see what a powerful wave, what a flood of love they are, and they seek the sea that is their destination. Heifast, a shawhem mahin, hushyaur kardan inchenin. Wallah, naguyam ba'dazin, hushyaur sharhat, a khoda. So it's very interesting that he ends this whole ghazal with the word khoda, which means God. Here is how I would translate it. Oh, my beloved king, it is such a pity to talk about all this when one is sober. I swear by God, I will never describe you from now on except when I am in total drunken state. Which, of course, according to the description he is giving us all, the one who gets to this point is drunk. It cannot be anything but drunk. These last two lines, let me read them again. جان ها چو سیلا و بی روان تا ساحل دریای جان از آشنایان منقطع با بحر گشته آشنا حیف است ای شاه مهین حشیار کردن این چنین والله نگویم بعد از این حشیار شرحت ای خدا Alright, so this is what I meant when I said very often for Rumi God is this process, this process of searching, sitting, focusing, seeing, speaking with that world of beauty, getting oneself totally drowned in it, and then discovering it, and then becoming the flood itself, and then seeking the larger sea. But also, before we come to and end with this conversation about Rumi and God, I want to say something which at this point may be actually quite obvious already. You might have sensed it and and find it unnecessary, but I want to say that this force of goodness, this light, this flood, this movement at the core of your being, it's transformative. This is a message he, Rumi, wants us to have and wants us to give to those who are with us. Because when we think about transformation, very often it seems to us, well, it belongs to holy people, it belongs to those who go out of their way to live a totally different life, that they are somehow not us, not like ordinary people. And I think he wants to give us the totally opposite message. Every ordinary individual, regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless of sex, regardless of religion, particularly regardless of religion, he tries very hard to make that absolutely clear. Regardless of all of these markers, which we sometimes turn into little prisons for ourselves and for our minds, every ordinary being is capable of going through that transformation. Every small being is that matchstick. Remember from the previous episode? The matchstick that comes to the fire and says, if you let me meet you, I'll catch fire and I'll be a part of you. I'll be you, because part is meaningless when you 
are in that file. So I'm going to give you now this amazing ghazal, which is actually quite well known to Rumi lovers in Persian. And it is, it is clearly a description of God, Haq, Dost, the friend, the sunshine, any of these beings or forces or senses that we talked about. Or God, simply. A last gahan. وی رحمت بیمنتها ای رست خیز ناگهان وی رحمت بیمنتها ای آتشی افروخته در بیشه اندیشه ها Now pay attention also to the fact that sometimes what he says two things next to one another seem to be contradictory certainly not the same thing but by the time you get to the end of the poem, actually, you don't see any difference between them. Oh, the very sudden announcement of resurrection. A sudden resurrection. He's talking to God. Oh, the sudden resurrection. The kindness that is unlimited. You are the fire that is burning bright in the thicket of our thoughts. In the biche, biche is a thicket, a place filled with trees. What happens? This is, of course, not the terrible fire that, unfortunately, we these days hear about burning in various forests. But this is the light that brightens. But at the same time, it changes the trees. It transforms them. They're no longer that old trees. Emruz khandan, almadi. Emruz khandan, آمدی مفتاح زندان آمدی بر مستمندان آمدی چون بخشش و فضل خدا So now this sudden resurrection this endless mercy this burning fire turns to a simple friend Today you're coming here smiling You're opening the door of my prison getting me out You've come to those who desperately need you, just like God's merciful giving or God's merciful forgiveness. Bakhshesh could be either of those. Khurshid ra hajib tui, umid ra wajib tui, matlab tui, talib tui, ham muntaha, ham mubtada. Hajib was that figure who stood next to the curtain that separated the royal figure from others in his court or people, his subjects who came to see him. So the hajab was very important because it was the one who had the permission to open the curtain. You are the one who opens the curtain behind which the sun is sitting. You're necessary for hope. When we look there and see you standing there, we know that somebody can open that curtain. But who are you? Who are you? I think this is really one of the key figures, the key expressions, the key lines in all of his poetry about God. The one who's sought after, 
the one that everybody wants is you, and Taleptoi, and the seeker is you. You are the beginning, and you are the end. So again, he's talking to this amazing presence that has no beginning and no end. At the same time, actually, he is throwing a very important Quranic echo in into this. God is the beginning and the end and the inner and the outer. So he's adding that. Obviously, he's benefiting from that side of the tradition that is very important to him. But again, I want to take that, put that aside for a moment and take you back to this entity that seeks and is sought, is beginning and is the end. It depends on where it is. When it's in the hearts, it's lively. It's the one who gives you the right kinds of thought, the lively thoughts, the beautiful thoughts that prevent you from sitting in the corner with sadness. Here is this force that asks for things, but also gives things. Don't forget that is you and is also the one you are seeking. One moment you're looking at this force outside yourself, the next moment you're looking at it inside you. And depending on where that is and who is looking, it could change. Therefore, you and your agency is central to this process that is God. A roof bi badal, wei lazat elmo amal, baqi baha nast o dagal, kin elat aumat an dava, khamosh ke bas mustajalam. رفتم سوی پای علم کاغذ بنه بشکن قلم ساقی در آمد از سلام and he really ends this ghazal in the most beautiful most poetic way possible he's talking to God he's saying oh the giver of the souls oh the one who gives us pleasure in what we know and in what we do everything else is just a pretext it's empty Everything else is like a pain we are seeking some treatment for. You are the only one that is everywhere. Beginning and end. Seeker and sought. Inner and outer. And then he ends it, keep silent. And this used to be actually his pen name before he chose his um, teacher's Shams, before he sought Shams's pen name. His pen name was Khamosh. He's talking to himself, but he's also saying, silent. I'm in a rush. I want to go. I'm that flood rolling towards the sea. And then he says, put the sheet of paper aside. Give up on your writing. Put away your pen. Why? The wine bearer is here. Saudi is here. The cup bearer is here. Nothing as important as being drunk, with all this beauty, with all this presence, because that is the force in your legs, and that is the force in your wings. Let me read this, or at least a part of it, again.
ای رست خیز ناگهان و ای رحمت بیمنتها ای آتشی افروخته در بیشه اندیشه ها امروز خندان آمدی مفتاح زندان آمدی بر ماستمندان آمدی چون بخشش و فضل خدا خوشید را حاجب توی امید را واجب توی مطلب توی طالب توی هم منتها هم مبتدا در سینه ها برخواسته اندیشه را آراسته هم خیش حاجت خواسته هم خیشتن کرده روا On this beautiful note, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to be talking to you soon.